0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by Betty Chattanooga. Here, as always, you've got myself, Kelsey, and Melissa.
1: How's it going?
0: Going so good. So, today we've got something which is not quite as exciting as some of our other topics, and we're speaking about year end. It's really, really important for us as accountants, but also for you guys as clients because it's important to get the key information so that you're ready for your year end.
1: Yeah, year end is approaching very, very quickly. It's just around the corner again. So Now is a great time to get in order some of those things that are going to make your life easier, make your accountant's life easier. Yes, it may not be the thing that you want to spend some time doing, but if you put a little bit of time in now to get that all sorted and get on top of everything, then you're not going to have so many pesky questions from your accountant asking All of the information that relates to six or 12 months ago that you completely have no idea about anymore. So it's just getting on the front foot while things are nice and there in your memory. Before we
0: get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances.
1: If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or get in touch with us at Melancal at bdo.co.nz. So
0: we really just wanted to use today to give you some tips as to things that you could be proactively doing in order to make our lives easier. Yes, semi-selfish, I know. But also that is counterintuitive because that also helps you with making sure that your fees are at reasonable levels and also that you are getting quality work back. Because as we always say, it's garbage in, garbage out. So if you can provide us with the most up-to-date information, we won't be hounding you with heaps of questions as well.
1: So I guess the big number one tip that we want you to remember always for year end or for anything to do with your accounting system is be prepared and don't leave it to the last minute. Yes, if you have a financial advisor, you will have what is called extension of time, which means that you have a full 12 months after your balance date to get your account sorted and your tax returns filed with IRD. And that's great to have that extra time, but that doesn't mean that you want to sit on that information for 12 months and then send it to your accountant on the 30th of March the following year, because A, that's... You know, you don't want that information 12 months later. It's so far removed that if they have any questions, it's going to take you a long time to dig back through all of that information and remind yourself of what happened. So get it all in there now while it's still, as we say, fresh in your memory. And then it doesn't matter. You can give your accountant the AOK okay whenever, but get it out of the way. Because then you have your time back to spend time on what's going on in your business in the here and now, or just spend time not in your business, spend some time with friends and family doing some of those hobbies because you're not doing 12-month-old book work.
0: Absolutely. I quite often almost cringe when I go to ask a question from a client. Say I've got arrears of accounts, I'm working maybe two years of behind, and I'm like, so what did you spend at Bunnings on the 15th of March, 2018? Yeah, it was $503. Can you just let me know what that one
1: was? And nobody's going to know.
0: (laughs) No one knows. So it's about keeping on top of it so that if we do have queries that come back to you, that it's timely because it is very, very tricky to go back and think, hmm, what was it that I bought?
1: And we're not asking those questions just to be annoying that there are genuine reasons of making sure that your accounts are correct. That's why we're asking them. So, you know, we want to get get the right information and do the right thing in your account so that you don't have any issues down the line. So the more that you can get into your accounting system as you're doing it or when you review it before year end, the better. Couldn't agree more. So maybe we should throw out a couple of tips here then, Melissa. Mm-hmm. So my first
0: one would be look at your debtors. So this is a perfect time to be looking at your debtors. And are there any that are old? And are there any that you're just not going to recover? Remembering that anything that's in your debtors list at year end, you are paying tax on. So if you're never going to recover it, just prior to year end is the perfect time to be looking at any write-offs. And even on the flip side of that, doing some debt collection and see if you can actually get some of that money back.
1: Absolutely. And it's definitely a case of being very realistic about whether something is recoverable or not you don't want to go i don't want to pay tax on this and write everything off that's not what we're saying you actually need to look at it and say am i realistically going to receive that and if the answer is yes even if it's old it's fine that it stays in there but that is that reminder to follow up that customer to get that payment but if you can honestly answer that 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 invoice has been in your system for a 12 months. Maybe even two years in some cases, and you're not going to receive it. It's you know small, so you're not going to follow it up. Maybe the customer's gone out of business in the last two years, so they don't exist to pay you back that amount. Then, by all means, write that off and and do it. Do it now so that it's out of the way and keep your debtors tidy so that you can more easily follow those up going forward as well as Kelsey said not pay tax on those invoices that you're not going to recover do you have another tip for us Melissa uh, another key one is in the last couple of weeks of March or the last couple of weeks before your balance date if if your balance date isn't March um, do your stock take get get in there do those stock counts and know exactly what stock that you've got on hand so that that is also accurate that your accountant isn't asking you in June or July or heaven forbid January, February next year, and asking you what stock you had on hand and you have no idea. Because again, exactly. that's another key thing that's going to be your your profit and losses, your closing stock balance and getting that accurate definitely is important for making sure that your profit is correct and therefore the tax that you're paying is correct.
0: We've got to remember that it is a requirement to complete a stock take at year end and it is very, very hard to recreate one if you're trying to add back stock that has been sold post year end and starting from, like you said, June and adding back everything that was sold between April and June. It really does just make your job way, way harder. So get in there early, get that stock take done right at the end of March. So that you've got all of the most accurate and up-to-date information available.
1: And the key thing with stock is that if you are, you know, especially if you're some sort of retail business, your stock is a key part of your business and knowing what stock you have in your store or knowing what stock you have available if you're a trader, what's out in the van or out in the shed, that then you can best manage your inventory, your ability to sell or provide services by using those products. So it's a really important thing when you're in business to know what materials or what stock you have available. So by doing a stock take every year at least, then you know what you've got and you can see whether that's a good stock level. You can really look at your inventory management and see whether what you're currently doing is actually fit for purpose or whether you're carrying far too much stock
0: yeah have you got some obsolete stock that isn't actually going to move anymore does it not even have a value that matches what you purchased it for is the market value lower than that and also like you say like it is a cost for your business to hold stock So it is important to make sure that you are consistently reviewing that and maintaining appropriate stock levels. Now, I know that's hard at the moment because with COVID, the lead times to get stock in does make it tricky. So I know that many clients are holding excess stock just so that they have it available and ready. Um, But hopefully in the next, you know, coming up, in the next few years there will be multiple changes to kind of that sort of sourcing ability and it's a case of not just sticking with what you've got right now and reviewing that consistently and year ends a really really good time to just make sure you're reviewing all of your SOC systems and your policies and processes Mm,
1: absolutely Another
0: one for me would be reviewing your coding. Now this sounds this might sound stressful, but for those of you completing your GSTs yourself, it can be very important to actually go back and just check that you're happy with where things are. So especially if you're using a software like Xero, this is really, really easy to do. And this is a way for you to avoid all of those last minute emails and questions from us. Asking you why this is being coded here. And it might also just be a case of adding some additional descriptions to each of those lines so that I can see that although it's quite a blase place that you've spent money, if you can put a description in there with lets me know what you've spent, then that can be very, very helpful.
1: And I guess when you're talking about descriptions on transactions, the key thing to remember is that your accountant doesn't necessarily need to know where. Although, you know, that will be included in the transaction naturally. What your accountant wants to know is what you purchased there or, you know, what what was the, the business expense? And that's how we sort of check that A, things are coded correctly, but especially where there are potentially big items such as asset purchases or repairs, that then we can make sure that the treatment of those is correct if you include a description in there saying that you had to get a piece of machinery repaired because it had broken and that this couple of thousand dollars that you've spent to repair that piece of plant is actually a repair and that's genuine and not something that needs to be a new asset
0: for example. Absolutely that's a really good tech key so another thing I thought of and this is probably in consultation with your advisor would be looking at dividends Mm. so we do want to be trying to clear out heaps of or if you've got excess imputation credits so declaring a dividend at year end can be quite a good option for multiple businesses so definitely touch base with your advisor. It's also quite important, same with stockers, to actually create a dividend payment policy. Um, Just something that you kind of understand and know as to what dividend levels you'd be paying out in the future. And it does stop your imputation credits creeping up, which we all know means potentially a pretty decent sized tax bill when you decide to cease your company, if you are, of course, operating as a company.
1: Yeah, and I think the key with, things like dividends and touching base with your advisor is that there are certain things around tax and distributions of profits from things like companies that are time sensitive, that they need to be done as we call it in real time or you know, in the here and now rather than things that we can do when we're preparing your accounts. So getting on the front foot and having those discussions with your advisor at this time of the year having a review of you know a look over of this year's performance seeing what the profit is looking like is there anything that you can do in the lead up that you know such as dividends that um need to be done in a time sensitive manner to get your affairs in order
0: absolutely and that kind of led me on to another like brain wavelength was that are we looking at large tax bills? So are we looking at paying ROT of over 60000 If that's the case, we really need to make sure that we've been paying the correct provisional tax installments. So if you are a March balance date, you have until the 7th of May to essentially get your P3 amount correct. So whether that's, again, talking to your advisor and looking at something like a tax calc so that although your accounts aren't going to be finalised and prepared in that time, we can make sure that we are paying accurate tax amounts as well because no one likes underpaying and then being charged use of money interest from our good old friends at the IRD.
1: Absolutely not. I don't know anybody who wants to pay IRD more than they absolutely have to. So it's definitely, especially if you've had an absolute boomer year compared to previous years, that might mean that, as you say, your tax bill is higher than it may have previously been, then that's going to really change around that that May provisional tax payment for you March balance date. So it's all about getting on the front foot. You don't want to be surprised by tax. And I know some people think that if they put it off as late as possible, then that's putting it out of their mind and they don't need to worry about it. But actually, you can save yourself a lot of money in some instances and a lot of stress by getting on the front foot, getting them out of the way and then even if you don't have to pay it until 7th of April next year when when those terminal taxes are due. At least if you've got it on the front foot, you've got your accounts done, you know what that number is and then you can forget about it rather than just ignoring that you need to do them in the first place because that's when you may end up with that large tax bill in the last week of March, and it's unexpected.
0: It's unexpected, it's not a nice feeling. Planning, planning, planning is key, and it's very, very important with tax as well. Now we Melissa touched on that it's generally going to be an issue when you've had a bit of a boomer year. Now, I don't know about any of you guys out there in the construction industry, but I would say that if you could, get past their scarcity of materials. There'd be a few of you there with those boomer years. So it is really, really key to make sure that you are touching base with your advisor and making sure that you are up to date with those provisional tax payments and paying enough as well.
1: Absolutely. And I guess, you know, we're sort of teetering a little bit at the moment. Like we've had a couple of COVID years and who knows, maybe meant that business hasn't been as high as previously. But then, as you say, in the trades industry, there has been a lot of demand for trades as well. So there's, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. So you may think that you've had a little bit of a quieter year, but you know, thinking about things like pricing as well, that maybe you've been able to charge a little bit more because there's just been so much demand. By getting on the front foot, then you at least know whether you are ahead or behind. You know what that tax number is you know what you need to plan, and when you need to pay those taxes.
0: We also do need to remember that upcoming, coming as at 31 March 2022, we have this new $0.39 cent tax rate. So this is this is going to be costly to some, some people out there. So as of, as I said, 31 March 2022, any income earned in excess of 180000 will be taxed at a tax rate of $0.39. Cents. $0.39 and cents every single dollar you earn is going back to the government. Now, we need to realise that in most circumstances, tax is unavoidable and that tax is required to be paid. Now, there are definitely ways of organising your affairs and structures and stuff and to minimise tax. But what is very, very key here is just realizing that there potentially could be some additional tax bills coming your way and planning for it. That's literally the key thing that we talk about in pretty much every single one of these episodes is that in reality, there are some things that are unavoidable, but with a good solid plan, then you're able to navigate your way through it just a little bit easier.
1: Absolutely. And it's also the best time of year that. If you have been, if your business has been structured, say, as a sole trader or a partnership, that, you know, it's a good time of year that if you are going to completely restructure how you're doing your business, then it's a good time to do that at year end as well. So that might be where you look at changing it from a sole trader, as I said, and maybe setting up a company. And Mm -hmm. yes, that will incur some additional company costs, but it does give you a little bit more flexibility around how you structure, how you earn money yourself and also how your business is earning money.
0: Absolutely. It's actually just a key consideration to have in general, and we're not even talking about tax for this instance. Is are you protected? Mm-hmm. And that's like quite a key consideration. Are you protected, especially nowadays with like health and safety acts, against being personally liable for huge, huge bills? Now have you have you got your structuring right? So I think Melissa, let's look jot this one down and maybe let's do a podcast episode on this. Like we're not gonna give you a definite this is how you should structure your affairs, but it's quite important to think, are you are your structures as far as your companies, your trusts and your personal is it is it working for you and how you need it to?
1: and sometimes we find that people when they start out in business you know they might they might take a simple structure for those first couple of years but then you know as you as your business grows or as you you know build out that business over those few years you might find that actually your needs have have changed and that structure is no longer fit for purpose so it's always a, a moving target and you want to be able to review that and year end is a great time to see whether that's fit for purpose because then by doing it now, if you need to get a company or a trust set up, then you can get that already for your new financial year and do what you need to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's about timing and year end is quite often the time to do a whole lot of things. So we also probably had jotted down that we wanted to talk again and reiterate about forward planning and budgeting so again, good time of year to reassess how everything's going, get your budget reviewed if you've already done it as at say January and just make any alterations and amendments that you think might be
1: fit. Absolutely. It's as we said there's so many times of the year that's perfect to take a look back at how you how you've been going, but as we said with stock takes, it's a great time to review your inventory policy. It's it's a great time to review exactly how this full 12 months of this financial year is gone, what you want to continue doing going forward, what you maybe want to change and really get yourself set up. So come the 1st of April, you're heading the ground running and really going to smash your 2023 financial year targets.
0: And that's what this is about. eh? This is historic stuff. Let's get this historic stuff sorted so that we can focus on how we're running our businesses into the next year.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential. If you enjoyed what you heard, head
0: along to your favourite podcast app. Like, rate and subscribe so you will receive notifications
1: when future episodes are released. And if you do have any questions or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. We look
0: forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business advisory podcast backed by BDO Tatanaki.